A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Poor Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob Pietro, the Dead Poor Hitter. Thank you for joining me once again. Today, I got to sit down with Ryan Roof of Rotowire. You could find Ryan at Ryan Roof on Twitter. Um, Ryan works for Rotowire. He handles the closer grid there, um, as well as um, asking, uh, answering questions um, for subscribers on the site. Um, so, yeah, Ryan, um, and I have, uh, been having some dialogue for a while now on Twitter, and, uh, just a really standout dude, um, very easy to talk to, and, uh, just a genuine, kind person, which is right up my alley, so, um, we got to talk about, um, a little bit about his life growing up, um, playing sports, and, um, you know, how he got into fantasy sports, and how he started creating content and um his path into nfbc leagues and um also winning a free entry into the nfbc in a main event by winning with a fanball dfs contest on a friday night which you can enter for 50 bucks they run it every friday night for 50 bucks on um the nfbc fanball platform um it's 50 entry max for 50 bucks and if you come in first place you get a free entry to the main event um which is pretty cool um $1,700 entry so uh yeah so he won one of those we talk about how that happened and um yeah we talk about flaws in our games and how we can improve on those things um we also get into uh just some general strategies that have worked and not worked for us um from the beginning of the draft season um, and how we can go forth in, um, you know, uh, for the rest of the season in learning from those draft mistakes and also how maybe it'll impact drafts next year as well. And we just hit on some recent player activity in the major leagues. Um, we talk about uh, Joe Barlow coming up for the Texas Rangers and if he is a possible threat to become closer if the Rangers deal Ian Kennedy and Jolie Rodriguez. We talk about the Cincinnati bullpen and about what's about uh, going on over there and whether it's time to speculate back on Amir Garrett or um, ride P.J. Antone or maybe Brad Brock. And um, we also talk about uh, where Kimball didn't know that there was a no-hitter and how odd that seems um, that you're not paying attention to the game. But um, then we talk about the Cardinals for a little bit too and how um, Tommy Edmond... Drop some interesting nuggets about the possible way the Cardinals game plan. Um, so, yeah, basically, we talk about some of those things um, as well as some of the players that have been 
doing our legwork this year and really carrying us from various draft positions and uh, players that have been failing us so far in this draft season. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. And uh, me and Ryan also uh, did the lineup pod that I do weekly. Um, He helped me. And he joined in for that as well. So um, it was actually the episode released before this. Um, and if you're hearing this episode, um, it's Friday night. Um, so, But you could still, if you're playing in a daily league that has Saturday and Sunday moves, um, you could definitely pop on that pod if you want to get some advice about the rest of the weekend. Um, so with that being said, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I am joined today by Mr. Ryan Roof. How are you doing, my man? Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm wonderful. I'm off work today. I get to talk baseball with you, so I'm doing great. Um, been uh, listening to your podcast now for since since draft season, and um, just so impressed. Just with you know the guests you've had on, you know Toby and Phil and Vlad and Scott and Jeff and. I've just learned so much. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really honored to, to be part of the, the podcast today. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much. Yeah. You've been probably the kindest person I've talked to through Twitter, like so, always so nice and genuine, like just great words and like encouragement and kindness. And I feel like um, that empowers people so much, you know, it's so, it's, it's, it's so simple and easy to be kind to people. And I just, uh, ever since we started talking, you've always been that way. So I appreciate that so much. It's like, it's instantly, you know, like, yeah, this is a good dude. You know, it's so easy to talk to people like that when you, when you feel the genuineness, you know, I guess. You could say. Right. And that was, so it was funny because, um, the first podcast I listened to of yours, it, it took me like a week to get through because it was like <laughs> one of your marathon pods. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I could just tell like how genuine you were, like, it seemed like I knew you for years and like just one episode just made me, you know, you know, a regular listener now. So, yeah, um, you know, and kindness, and, and I feel the same from you. It's just kindness goes so, so far and it, you know, just a little kindness can just turn someone's day around. So I just don't feel the need to put anyone down or, you know right. what I mean? It's just a hundred percent, man. I just, yeah. it's just like I say, it's just like, don't be a bag of shit. You know, it's like, so it's so <laughs> exactly. easy. Like, uh, I think I mentioned to you, like my dad passed away when, when I was nine and, and, um, still to this day, people will tell me like, there was, I've never seen more people at a wake than at your dad's, like, because he just was that way. Like everyone, he just loved yeah. everyone. He was kind to everyone. And, I just think it's, you know, life is short and you don't want to waste it, like being angry and, you know, being mad and just, you know, just reach out to people, be kind. And yeah, so I appreciate the kind words, man. Like, yeah, I know we had some marathon, <laughs> marathon pods. People were like, oh my God, three hours. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not cutting these guys off. They're giving me their time. They didn't say they had to go and I'm just going to keep going, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. And I, and I was invested. Like I just, you know, I just had to do it in parts, you know, yeah. as, as I was in the car. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Three, three separate drives right a couple yeah, exactly. different yeah. <laughs> i know i know i i break up some pods like that too whenever i have you know 10 minutes here or 10 minutes there it's like uh you know i try to get them in as much as i can it's the great thing about podcasts it's so passive you know like you don't need to be you could be doing something else you know you could fold laundry you can walk your dog it's it's, yep. it's, it's great you know that's why a lot of the live stuff uh i'm gonna try to start getting into but 
even when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, like now I have to watch and listen, you know, and, <laughs> right, and right. It, it, it's cool. And I love it. I love seeing people and their reactions and their mannerism, which is why I like doing the podcast through Zooms, you know, because, yeah. you know, you really get to see people and engage, but at the same time, just like watching it. And I'm like, but I, but I got to do something else now. I'm just like, I'm always trying to be super efficient in like podcasts really make you do that, you know? Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned the reactions. I was actually um, listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast with Jeff Erickson and Joe Sheehan. And, you know, Jeff is in his puns, right? Like he just oh, has yeah. all these, these fantastic puns. And, and, and uh, Joe's reaction to, to his pun was just, was just classic, you know? So I had to comment on that. It's, <laughs> it's cool being yeah. able to watch live on occasion. You know, I, I can't, I can't, uh, watch live most most times but that time that day i was doing it and, uh, it so you great, so. so you work for road right now right ryan yes mm-hmm. so tell me what you do there and how you got started in like in the in the baseball content world like how'd you make your way over there yeah so um you know i was playing fantasy baseball and uh with uh, an old radio co-worker when i was in uh radio um, and they were just free leagues, but I was, I was winning like every year and I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, when I came to MetLife, my employer now, um, our general counsel was in a league and I was, I sat right by his office and he would always talk, you know, uh, about the league with another coworker who was also in the league. So I was like, Hey, like, do you have a spot open in your league? I'd love to play. I'd love to try it out. Um, so I joined the league, um, it was my first paid league and I did pretty well there and have been doing well over the years. So I was like, um, okay, I'm, I'm pretty decent at fantasy. I can, I can do this. And my friends were turning, asking me like fantasy questions. So was, that's when I decided to like explore, like, Oh, let's, let's try some writing opportunities. I was already a RotoWire subscriber. I was already leveraging those kind of tools that, you know, the casual players weren't. So um, so I actually started with Rotoballer. Um, okay. Um, it was still in its infancy at the time. And I started with like a, a three up, three down article, like, you know, similar to the Rotowire barometer now where we highlight players. Um, Eric Halterman does a great job on that uh, weekly article where he does five players who are trending upwards and five are trending downwards. So I started started with that article and then I wrote a, a bold predictions article like for the second half for Rotoballer and I was you know I was just messing around it, you pretty much had free reign on like what you wanted to write about it was like you would submit it and then they would read it and see if they wanted to publish it so um so I did the second half predictions article like just bold predictions that like blew up and like they were so excited about it they had, they had they told me I had like 2,500 views in like a short period. I like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, people are actually like reading me. What? Like, <laughs> so um, that's the moment I was like, I want to continue doing this. So I reached out to um, Rotowire. If, if you don't, uh, um, well, they have a, they have a jobs uh, link on the bottom of their page. So I had clicked that and was like, um, had applied to like, be like a right player updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started with Roto wire on the Astros beat writing, uh, uh player updates for the Astros. And, uh, um, when I came on board, I, I went through this like formal training process. It was like, uh, for writing player notes and player updates. And that's when I realized like, man, this operation is legit. Like they know this is the company like I want to grow with. Right. Right. Um, 
there's like definitely a science to writing player notes, like what sources to use, what to say, what not to say. Um, so um, when I first started with RotoWire, um, it was Andrew Laird who does our soccer coverage now for the site, who kind of trained me. And uh, Derek Van Riper, who's now with The Athletic, um, he kind of showed me the ropes because he was in charge of the, the MLB content. So um, those were the two guys that really uh, helped me grow. And I started with, like I said, on the Astros beat, um, did player outlooks for the site, contributed to the fantasy baseball magazine, and then um, really got into, um, you know, just asking them for more opportunities. Like, hey, I'd love to contribute more. Like any, just think of me like any, you know, anytime you need someone, right? Right. So um, I started pinch hitting on some of the, the baseball columns. Um, I started writing uh, the barometer for a while. Um, I've done the fab article a couple of times, which is a beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are tough. And then I was writing uh, a DraftKings DFS article um, for a while. Um, it was called the lineup card. And now it's, it's just called, you know, something different, but um, that's really how I got my start. And then also um, we have a feature on RotoWire that I was talking about um, with Jeff on the RotoWire podcast. Uh, it's called Ask an, Ask, Ask an Expert. And what you can do if you're a RotoWire subscriber is um, click that link. You can submit a question. It could be like a lineup question or a trade question. Um, and we have a panel of, of experts um, who cover different days of the week um, that, that answer those questions for the subscribers. So I've been doing that since 2014. Um, so if you ask a question on Saturday, uh, <laughs> I'll be the one that to answer it. <laughs> That's cool, man. And, and, yeah. and, and RotoWire is just awesome. There's some times where I'm like, where I just stumble upon something new and I'm like, I never knew this was here because there's so much stuff, you know, there's yeah, so there's much stuff available. So it, much content. So much content, so many rankings, so many ways to filter things. It was just unbelievable. Like the articles are great, you know, got great writers and it's just, yeah, it's just a lot, you know, it's like, it's, and it, especially like, um, like the my league feature where you can import your team and uh, it'll show the free agents available and just yep. stuff like that just like can make your your life so much easier if especially if you're managing a bunch of teams you know and it's awesome when you search a player and you know you could just it'll show like every one of your leagues like where this guy is owned so you know yep. it's, and that's easy too so like if you're interested in making a move for that guy you know you could, you know exactly who you have to go to you could text that person immediately it's uh it's pretty awesome it's just so many great tools, just a great site overall. Um, I recommend it for everyone absolutely to get better in every sport, you know, like there's so much content available, you know, basketball and football. It's great. Phenomenal. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So um, right now um, there was kind of a lull where I was just contributing to the ask an expert feature. And I was, you know, at a point in my life now where uh, my kids are old, older, they're more self-sufficient, you know, um, you know, they're 19, 17 and 13. So, um, so with a little bit more time, you know, to devote, uh, you know, content, I, I, I emailed Clay Link, who's our, um, uh, in charge of our MLB content. I was like, Hey, what, what, what can I help with? Like, is there anything you need help with? Right. Um, he's like, how about the closer grid? So I was like, sure, let's do it. Um, 
So uh, started doing that uh, a couple months ago and, you know, basically my responsibilities there, just going in every team, you know, updating the depth chart for closers, closers and waitings. Um, Man, that's got a, that's a busy ass job right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, this year where it's just like, you know, who the hell knows who's going to close the next game I for know. any team. So. Right. Yeah. That's a mess. That's just, it's, it's basically um, like what can like in the leagues where I, I'm lacking in saves. It pretty much all my time for those teams goes into saves or next man up. And it's just like, oh my God, what a, what a disaster, you know? But uh, it, 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 it just makes me like, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there was a couple of leagues where I just went up and got Hendricks and got Hader and Diaz. And I'm just like, Next year, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I know Jeff Dimmerman and Fred Zinke um, and in the tag team league I played in, they 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 double tap closers, um, you know, at the three and four, you know, turn. They weren't at the wheel, but right before it. And I remember thinking like, man, that's that's a great move. It was like, mm-hmm. in the, I think TGFBI have Diaz and Hater, and I haven't looked at Fab for a closer at all. Like, you know, maybe like um, for, you know, if, a guy pops up. I think I picked up Lugo to get some like side save, but I know that if I need to make a run and save, I don't have to reach too far or, you know, like uh, spend too much money or uh, try too hard because we're just going to get you know 60 from two guys, you know, at least hopefully. So um, and yeah, having there, that security right? is having that security is super, super uh, <laughs> makes, makes you comfortable with your team. Uh, I remember when I first started playing NFBC, my, uh, I just had one year where I was chasing saves all year and I probably spent 80% of my fat budget just chasing closers. And it, it was a nightmare. It was just like, it was just such a disappointing season, you know, and it was just like, I don't want to spend my money on these guys, you know, right. spend a hundred dollars on somebody. And then the next week they were out of the job already. So, right. Right. I know people will say like, you don't want to waste resources at the top of the draft. Well, then you're going to waste, like you said, 80% of your fab, <laughs> you know, it's going to be resources either way. You know, some people are good at speculating, but it's, you know, you can't be consistently good at it because of how much volatility it is and how much the managers now are just like, you know, they're just, they're not looking for that additional role. They're just, you know, leveraging skills versus, um, you know, how are you versus the heat map is player, you know, these, these three batters can't hit low and away breaking ball. So this is our best guy to, you know, throw that. It's just, it's, it's way, it's way, it's advanced way more than lefty lefty and righty righty stuff. You know, it's, that's yeah. gone like pretty much on the wayside and it's just so much more involved. It's, I'm always trying to look like, why did this guy bring him in there? And like, sometimes I've like looked at it like on the fly and see, like, oh, okay. So these batters struggle here. Maybe, you know, the pitcher is, you know, is throwing it there and is specialized in that. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> you gonna, that's it. That makes for a pretty interesting uh, job. Just constantly, you know, um, reloading all those, uh, you know, all the closers. And now it's with the trading deadline, Coming up, I'm sure you're going to be uh, su- super busy. Uh, everyone will be waiting for those next uh, oh, yeah. in-line closers, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so did you... Now you, you yeah, mentioned... Again. Yeah, again, Brian. Uh, so you mentioned volatility with the closers, and, and and that's the one thing that concerns me about, you know, drafting the, the early guys, you know, in rounds three or four, is 
I think I did that the year Diaz, you know, was amazing. And then the next, the next year he sucked. And then right. Trinan was incredible. And then, you know, that was his outlier year. So, you know, it's, it's definitely risky to do that because who knows when the year, you know, Chapman finally, you know, falls off the map or hater, you know, blows an elbow out or something, you know? True. It's yeah, like- no, that's very true. Absolutely. Because Chapman is looking pretty risky these last couple outings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's always had some blow-ups like that, and he's always righted the ship. But, you know, you never know. I, was it maybe two years ago when when they actually went to Britain for like a couple of weeks, right, just to give him some time yeah. off from it? So, you know, those things can definitely happen. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a good point. I, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find your uh, trap somewhere up at the top, and um, yeah, like really Hendrix, Hader. Uh, I think those are the two guys that like are probably gonna be like, all right, everyone else. I feel like probably will have some um, unsafeness to them, but I feel like those two guys, if they get hurt, if they get hurt. But you know, because I yeah. I took Trevor Rosenthal in in the main event in uh, you know the the sixth round, you know, so and yeah. that was just a. Uh, uh, terrible you know i just wanted to lock up one of the you know top 10 in my eyes uh and I, you know that just uh that that didn't work out for me but you just constantly chasing steve after that so you know that's uh what are you gonna do what are you... <laughs> yeah. so have you been a baseball fan all your life ryan did you play like growing up and um how was your sports uh life when you were young yeah so um definitely played sports as a kid um I didn't actually play baseball as much as I played basketball and flag football. Uh, one of my first coaches uh, in baseball was, I, I guess he was a, he was a dick. Um, like I didn't really know it because I was like young, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, my mom like really didn't like the guy and was like really pushing to like try to go to a different team. And, you know, it just kind of affected me in a way where I was just like, I, I don't really want to play baseball like I like I love baseball but I just don't want to play it so my main focus was like basketball um still collected sports cards like baseball cards and basketball cards I would memorize the stats in the back and Mm -hmm. um had the little nerf uh hoop with the little nerf ball and I would do like you know three-point contests with myself (laughs) you know and buzzer beater simulations type stuff um but uh yeah baseball I've always loved it um growing up in the nineties, that's when uh, the Indians were really good. You know, the, uh, we went to the world series, um, had a, a miniature wooden Indians bat that, uh, like I would play like home run derby in my room. Like I had this like little, I remember this little sweat band, like for your wrist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Hit it, and like, if it hit like the top of my ceiling, it would be like a home run and I would do all the batting stances of like, you know, yes. Yes, I used to do all that stuff too. Whatever you could do to make up a game, right? And uh, right. yeah, like uh, speaking of the basketball thing, real quick, it came to my mind. I don't want to let go of it, but we used to. I used to take definitely my brothers. I have three older brothers, and um, they they surrounded me with anything sports anytime I was when I was younger. But we used to take the bottom of a uh, a brown paper bag, right, and cut it out, and my brother would mask and tape it to the wall. And we roll up a foil and shoot that into a brown paper bag against the wall just to mimic basketball. Like, oh, yeah. it's like you said, whatever you could do to mimic, you know, a sport, you know, it's like, 
that's that's amazing i i love that i love how you yeah like the wristband and and just that little wooden bat right you like yeah you, yeah great i used just to love like those a, wooden bats right yeah and it was you know i'm i'm sure my mom won't listen to this but you know if you knew i was you know swinging a bat in the room you know and like towards a window like hitting a you know a sweatband towards a window like all i had to do was let go of the bat and, you know my window would have been gone but yeah but you probably have some fight attack on it you you were probably fine <laughs> exactly right yeah um but yeah, I love sports as a kid. Um, softball, I got it really. I got into when I was uh, fifteen or sixteen. My uh, church uh, had a softball team that was like super competitive league. Like it was actually like pretty cutthroat. Like to be honest. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So I started playing softball, and then um, my uh, my fondest like sports memory as a kid was wasn't like anything like personal that I did. It was like a it was a team. So in that in that competitive uh, church softball league, um, I was involved in a no hitter. Like we were, I was playing shortstop. Um, we were playing our biggest rival in the league. I think it was actually like a, a playoff game, um, and we no hit them in softball, wow. which is like incredible. Like, Fast pitch or arc? No, 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 no. It was a it was an arc league. Um, okay. But yeah, very, it was just so cool. I couldn't believe it. Like we all signed the ball, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was just so cool. So, um, so yeah, I got into softball, played that for a long time, um, played, uh, coached my own fall ball team for a couple of years before the kids got older and, um, started doing their own sports. But, um, yeah, I love sports, man. I wish I would have, uh, actually gotten into hockey, um, as a kid, uh, my stepson played for um, since he was three hmm. um, all the way through high school and just, you know, meeting the other families at the rink and traveling out of town with them to tournaments. And uh, we were part of a winning team for like many, many years. So it was like, you know, it was like really good hockey that we got to watch. Um, so I wish uh, I had played that or gotten into it more as a kid, but uh, right, it's just, you know, there's nothing like it. It's just, and especially now, like playoff hockey, yeah, it's just so fun to watch. Playoff hockey, I watch because it, I, I really enjoy it, but I just there's not enough like time for me because I'm a big basketball fan too, and it just yeah. there's just not enough time to watch all the sports. But uh, you know, I'll try to pick my spots. But hockey, yeah, hockey. So I lived in, I grew up in Brooklyn um, during during the school year we were in Brooklyn and then my family had this like little lake house cabin that we would go to in the summertime. But, um, we had a garage in the, in, in the back of like a one, a one, uh, one with car of like a driveway, you know, and I would just rifle shots, um, hockey pucks, like into the door, into the garage door, you know, that was my extent of my hockey. I was like 280 pounds when I was like 10 years old. So I wasn't going on skates. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But uh, I was, uh, that was it. That was my, and you know what? It was so funny. I'm like, I'm pretty ambidextrous. Like I, like I'm dominant righty, but I could like, I could shoot a free throw lefty. Like I could do things lefty. Like I I think because I've always forced myself to, my brother would like, um, would, would, when, when we would play in that one, you know, in that little slim driveway, probably like eight, nine feet wide, like he would just shade my right side. So I couldn't go there. Yeah. And, and, he, you know, like I didn't realize, but why he was doing it because I couldn't go left, but now like I haven't played in so long, but 
when I played the majority of my basketball, when I was like 20 ish, like late teens, uh, I went left better than right because of those moments, you know, like I've always preferred going left, you know, dribble left. And it's, it was because of those little things, you know, like you did as a kid, but uh, yeah, hockey, you know, hockey's fun. Hockey's fun to watch, um, you know, the um the Canadians clinched game seven last night, right? They won. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they, they won in overtime. Yeah. And now the Islanders are game seven tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Islanders and uh, lightning game yeah. seven. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty exciting. Um yeah, and my 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 Brooklyn Nets got bounced. Um pretty <laughs> pretty sad about that. It was just uh oh man, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, guys play too long, guys just playing like the full game. I don't know why they shrunk the bench down so much after like their bench was such a good part of the regular season. But um, anyway, everyone's probably like, what are these guys doing? Talk about hockey, baseball, <laughs> yeah, hockey. Hell, like... basketball. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you fill me in on some of the league that you're um, involved in this year or like you have home leagues. Uh, I know you got more involved with NFBC. So why don't you fill me in on what, you know, what you're playing and um, you know how your teams are, have done so far and you know what's gone well, what's worked for you, you know, that you've uh, put in, like, I guess, implemented during the draft season and uh, what hasn't gone so well. Yeah. So I'm in 10 leagues, um, eight on the NFBC platform and um, I'm in the RotoWire staff keeper league on the RotoWire commissioner platform um, and then a home keeper league on uh, CBS. So um, the keeper leagues are going well. The, the road to our staff league, I, I won three years in a row. It's an 18 I, team. I keep hearing about that on the podcast. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Such a deep league, um, which, which I love, um, you know, a lot of prospects. I mean, it's, it's deep. Um, so, uh, I'm in, so that league I'm doing well in, uh, this year. And then my homekeeper is, um, a little bit, uh, it's not as deep, but, I've had uh, success in that league. I've won it, I think, four times out of the past like seven years or something like that. The problem with that is I think I think it's on kind of on the chopping block because like half the league is like really active and um, you know the other half like just isn't. They just won't respond to trades. There's just no waiver pickups. It, it's it's so I think you know while it's kind of been like easy money, like I'm just my passion for that league is just kind of just been like, eh, you know, so right. I may cut it out next year, especially, you know, since I'll be doing my first main event next year. Um, but yes, that you, that you won through uh, the Fanball DFS, right. On Friday night. Yeah. It was so cool. I, that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't even know those existed, um, but I saw uh, your buddy, Phil uh, do so um, tweet about the qualifier and I was like, Oh, I mean, I'll try this out and, you know, just see what happens. And then, <laughs> Uh, and ended up winning the first try. And then I did like several more afterwards and like, didn't even come close. So I was just like, I think I'm just going to save my 50. <laughs> I got my, got my, uh, made an NC locked up, but. That's um, awesome, man. 50, you turn 50 bucks into a $1,700 entry that you can win 150 grand if you win the overall. So that's, that's so, that's so awesome. I, I've tried several times too. And it's just like, it came in top 10, like maybe twice. And, and then it's just like, well, how many times <laughs> this 50 bucks is adding up, <laughs> you know? I don't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Know? DFS is hard, man. Like it you, is. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people who do it like for a living and, and kudos. Like I heard uh, somebody was talking about like leveraging, like umpires stats. Yes. And I was just like, Oh man, like I, I'm not, 
<laughs> not that sophisticated in my DFS skills. So yeah, no, neither am I. And I know like uh, um, Derek Hardy on on like EV Analytics, which is like a awesome. Uh, he has some awesome stat tabs on that, but he has like uh, umpire. Uh, you know, ratings and um, tendencies and stuff like that. And I was like, I remember just like, I heard the same thing as you heard probably. And I was just like looking into it. I'm like, this is a lot, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And uh, yeah, I get props to anyone who, who just grinds away at, you know, and like I said, you know, you don't have to always try to hit that, you know, hundred thousand dollar, like, you know, thing, but if you could just, you know, double up your money on a couple of nights a week, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty good, but I, I just, I could never do it. I just, um, not good at it and uh it's probably the one thing that i haven't usually if i'm not good at something i'll i'll turn it on and just be like i have to get better at this but dfs just yeah. takes up way too much of my time like especially during the summer like i'm a huge beach bum and uh, i have four dogs and it's like i'm usually like outside my lawn just hanging out with yeah. dogs it's like it's i i can't put that time in you know i feel like i would just be Same. doing myself a disservice you know yeah i'm, a, I'm definitely a casual dfs player i'll i'll do my my favorite DFS is um, actually golf. Um, I've been really? playing a lot more golf lately and uh, just, you know, the pandemic, it was like really like the only safe thing to do like last year, <laughs> last summer. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I started playing a lot more and then I started watching a lot more. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's doing some golf GPPs are, are fun. You know, they, they extend over four days. So you kind of have your lineup just locked for four days and it's just kind of fun. I think, the, the sweat is a little bit funner than you know some of the just one night GPP. right right that's a good point yeah i like that you have a little like four day window you know to ride it out that's that's people i know that rotowire has a whole bunch of golf um content right now right um that's yep. pretty good that's uh if anyone's interested in that just, uh, definitely check it out um how how you play are you a good player um, no, I'm no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased if I like get a bogey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, uh, tweeting with Matt Medica earlier today. Cause he said he was, he was, he was on his way to go to golf. And I was like, yeah, I love, love golf. Um, but you know, not good at it. And <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It get, I mean, it gives you some exercise, which is good, you know, good way to get your steps in for the day. So right. that's kind of my, um, you know, when, when, when my fiance is is exercising and I'm sitting on my ass, like I'll be like, well, let me just go play some golf. Yeah. You know, get my steps in. It, no, it's definitely right. Definitely right. Get outside and get your steps in. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. I haven't played and since I uh, got hurt at work, I haven't been able to swing clubs. So I'm pretty, like I, I wasn't playing a ton, but you know, I enjoyed going on like uh top shot, uh, top, top shot. I don't know if you guys have that by yeah, top golf. Yeah. Top golf. Yeah. Top golf. Um, you know, I just just with a bunch of buddies. And also we have like a we had a work outing um once a year in in honor of one of our uh our fellow carpenters who passed away. So we basically just raised money at the, you know, at the event and um it's pretty cool. But it was a good way to just go out there with like a hundred people you work with and you know, get sloppy and have fun. So that was always fun. But you know, it's uh it's like I spent some time too at the at like a local pitching putt. I used to always go there, and they had like the um, and my favorite. We're not 
and I was really trying to get better was they had like a little shag area, like the shag bag. And, you know, yeah. like you could just practice your approach. And that was fun. I used to just like lose myself hours, just like, you know, practicing yeah. like approach shots and like everyone would just be blasted. Like I just thought I never had a good drive and I was just like enjoyed like doing the other things well, you know, as well as yeah. I could <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, that was my one. Uh, I, I used to be terrible off the tee. And then um, I really like made an effort to like improve my drives but you know putting is just terrible <laughs> right right you know yeah I look like um when I first started playing and even sometimes when I lose when I lose my focus like teeing off I basically resemble like Jeff Bagwell swinging a baseball <laughs> that, so you could tell that's probably yeah. not a uh, great golf wise <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, how are you, um, so in your NFBC leagues, what kind of formats are you playing? You have draft and hold or, um, fab leagues. Yeah. So, um, I'm in four draft champions leagues, um, two online championships, um, and then TB, TGFBI and a main event qualifier. Um, not doing particularly well in any league right now. Like actually really, I got off to a really good start. Um, and then it just kind of, um, fallen back a bit. I'm still in contention in a couple of leagues. Uh, I won online championship. Um, I'm in contention. Uh, I'm in fifth. So, you know, there's still plenty of time left to, to gain some ground. Right. And then in two of the four DCs, I'm in fourth. So, you know, I'm in contention there, but uh, TGFBI, um, so my third year plan, um, I finished top 15 last year overall this year, I thought I had a really great team and then Glassnow got injured. So I don't know, I'm gonna have to, to make up for that somehow, but, um, I would say my overall NFBC profile is, is very middling this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not for, you know, I, I, I look at the effort people like you and, and Phil and Toby and all these great players put in and, and I'm definitely not there. Like, I know this, like, I know, like if I had, you know, the time to put in that effort, you know, it's just about making the time to, to be able to, to dedicate to, to what you guys are doing, you know, on a daily basis. So right. like, I recognize that, um, you know, definitely next year in the main event, like hopefully, um, there's no labor, there's no stoppage. Um, that would suck, but, um, definitely next year in the main event, I will be finding time, you know, every day to, to dedicate, uh, you know, what, what you're doing with your, you know, weekend, uh, you know, lineup, uh, podcasts and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's one of the, um, you know, it's, just like a blessing really that so many uh smart people wanted to talk to me through the podcast and I was just trying to like that's why you like I don't I never interrupted anyone or, or, or stopped the podcast from being so long because those guys want to keep talking and um you know literally jotting notes and it's like taking notes and replaying it you know and uh, you just learned so much because there's 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 always and and that's why I feel like um, a lot of people go wrong, uh, not even fantasy, but just in life. They're they're never really listening. You know, it's just like if you're always like thinking your way is the best or you have this way and nothing else, like you have to be open. You have to understand that there's there's, there's tons of information out there that you could learn from. And, you know, I, I never I, I never messed around with like SGP or like a projection ranking. There was never, you know, that guy. But seeing how successful people were using that form. Like, let me learn this, you know, even if I'm not going to use it, 
per se, like as my way, it's just another thing I know. It's another way of player evaluation. It's knowing your opponent too. Like, you know, it was like, it was a lot of slow drafts where kind of, um, was identifying, all right, you know, this guy I think might be going off this type of, you know, format of this type of ranking system. So, um, yeah, just constantly, you know, just trying to learn and trying to learn new ways, you know, never, never really was, uh, you know, never really thought about just maximizing like at bat, you know, like Jeff, Jeff Emmerman is so big on that. And then it's really, you know, you see like the results from it. If it, if you could, really aim for that uh steve weimer is another great fantasy baseball player he you know he's uh top top of the list in ab's and he's number one draft champion you know it just it goes hand in hand um even though last year i was when i won i was i was like 2000 out of 4000 and played appearances which was wild you know how like how efficient my offense was because normally i don't think you probably win um if you're that low in ABs, but uh, um, yeah, it's just little stuff like that, that, you know, you pick up, like you said, as you, you listen to smart people who play and are successful and you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I never thought of that, you know, and, and it's okay. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's okay. If you never thought about it, you know, I feel like some people get dismissive because they never thought about it. And they're like, well, I don't want to use someone else's way. Like, but if it's makes sense, like, you know, adapt it, you know, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you're out here to win, you know, that's it. <laughs> Right. So I know, I know you're doing well in the, the overalls um, in uh, I think TGFBI online. Right. So, so did you, did you implement SGP what you learned this year? And are, are you using that? Cause it's definitely something that I'm going to, you know, dive into, you know, I was, I was hoping to dive into it when I picked up uh, the process, but I just haven't had time to, 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 to read the book. So. Yeah. That's an excellent, excellent source for anything. I'm constantly just diving into it. And that's the thing. It's not, it's not just like, I love that about that and the, and the baseball HQ forecaster that it's not like just a pre-draft, you know, read and go like the, you can skim back to it all the time. There's, there's just great abstracts and articles on, you know, how to work the wire and like the data in the process, like it's just sick that shows the trends in the NFBC, like in, um, in fab and, and, you know, when, when two star pitchers are worth more than like, you know, one, when one is worth more than two, it's just great. Just the amount of stuff um, that I learned. Yeah. Um, mostly learned about the, like the uh, player replacement value. That was just like the biggest thing. I think I never, you know, dove into until this off season and then in the process of tons of stuff on it, but I did, I did implement the SGP a little bit. Yeah. Like um, I was still mostly um, using Babs, like Ron Chandler's Babs system, which is basically just the, you know, the, the displayed skill set. Um, and I just factored in a little bit of the projection side of it, even though like the Babs is strictly like, don't look at the projections. I kind of just um, felt like if guys were popping in both lists, right, that's pretty freaking good. So <laughs> I, I kind of used it to just double down on like the players that it was really high on. Like, OK, yeah, this is this is real, you know, and um, I think it also taught me like learning about projection system is like. I think once you learn what its intentions are and what its what its shortcomings are, then you really understand it well, you know. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of people are like, oh, look, you know, this guy projected for this. That's not. It's like, you know, they, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, well, that's the thing that's missing, you know? So if you understand that it's what it's missing, like Lucas Giolito, like I think this is the, the biggest example, like, you know, it still holds that weight of his disaster 2018 season. And we know that that yeah. wasn't him. So the projection didn't show that he, you know, I mean, not a stud stud this year, but, um, it, you know, a projection showed that he was still a little bit of that picture and he's not, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, but I did. I did incorporate it. I think I incorporated it more for draft champions, more than in so in my um, in my fab leagues because uh, I think it. I think it helped me identify like um, plate appearance, like um, uh, stats per plate appearances, and stuff like that. Like where um, I kind of like had a better idea of what a player might be doing throughout the whole year. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I. Definitely, I definitely incorporated a little bit for sure. Um, like I said, like just seeing the success of people who use it, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> you, you look around the standing and you're like, oh, I know this guy used it. I know this guy used it. And it's like, okay, so maybe uh, there's something to it, you know? So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think if everyone understands um, that they can take a little bit of what's out there and make their own, you know, like mold their own thing. So that's what I try to do my best, you know, like I don't have, uh, like a formula that like kind of m- like molded the two of them. I just did my best to, you know, to say, all right, like, um, you know, I know a lot of people mention like Casey Cha, like he just limits his player pool. And that's what I tried to do. I really just tried to say, here is a hundred guys that I'm really, really in on. And right. anyone else after that, I'll think about if I have to, but mostly like here it is, you know, and it's like, that's why I ended up with like 70% of Guriel and 70% of Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds. Like, I just, I love those guys. They felt good about their playing time and what they brought, and, um, especially in draft champions. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. That's, uh, I feel like you can always get better, you know, just by learning stuff every day. It's like, that's what you got to do. So yeah. But um, I mean, Right now, I'm fifth in TGFBI. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty happy about that. It's uh, going to be some work to try to climb up a little bit, but uh, yeah. And uh, the online championship, I'm 19th, and I'm pretty happy about that. And draft champions, I have one that's 26. So trying to trying to uh, get like uh, trifecta. The, yeah, I'm trying to get in the top for you know a little bit of each, uh, which would be awesome. Like yeah, even if I don't win any single one, um, just be there. You know, and a lot of people. Uh, mentioned that i might have been a flash in the pan for the early season success last oh, year so okay. you know motivation um, right yeah i've been i've been driven the whole year to be like this is uh you know i think a lot um we said it we had the uh, battle of the podcast draft and we did like a live um draft for like the first couple rounds and um i think i compared myself to like randy rosarena you know like last year we just like came out yeah. with a bang but he's got a lot to prove and everyone's like oh that's a good comp no, but I think I'm doing a little better than the Rosarena is right now. No, but <laughs> actually, you know, everyone keeps like, uh, I get a lot of messages about like, well, what would you do with Randy Rosarena? I'm like, what do you want to do with him? He's, o- he's only seven guys who have 10 homers, 10 steals, and he's one of them. So if you're playing Roto, that's phenomenal, you know? Right, exactly. It's the 240 average. I mean, it's fine, you know? It's, yeah. That, that, that brings value 100%, you know? Well, kudos on your success thus far. I hope you 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 in the same positions or, or better towards the yes. end of the year. It'd be still, cool to... still a ton of time. I know. I know it's a lot of work, but it's a, it's I, know. A grind. I, I, I know. I know. And, and 
I don't know about the people who say they don't look at the standings often. Like I'm looking at it all the time because I'm just yeah. hyper analyzing everything, every every category could move up, and you know, because I think that's the difference. Like you know, you try to win your league, but then if you're like, oh wait, you know, I might have a shot at this overall. So now I'm looking like, all right, you know, if I go up five saves, I'm gonna get you know 150 standings points. Like that's a lot, you know. So you kind of can gauge that and, and, and say, all right, these, this category, uh, I might be able to try to move up in the overall, um, you know, right. and, and like in my main event league and one of my mains, um, I'm in fifth, but like still in the top hundred overall, it's like the top guys at the top four, just like everyone, just the league is so deep. You know, I think most of those leagues are really so deep, but when you get into one of those leagues where, you know, I know uh, a lot of people have thrown out, I know Scott Jenstad, I think last year was like 18th overall, but like, you know, wasn't in the top three in his league is that happens, you know? And it's like, fuck, you know, you, you have such a good year. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, you expect to get a little back and you know, the, the, it doesn't happen. So um, I wanted to know if there's a, who are the players that uh, that have really been, you know, carrying your teams and who maybe that you were kind of in on that's been like kind of disappointing for you? Yeah, so um, Glasnow is a big target of mine um, mm. in draft season. So, you know, his injury is obviously disappointing. Um, but uh, a lot of the guys you mentioned, uh, uh, Brian Reynolds um, was free, you know, all draft yeah. season. It's just been, you know, he's been so good for the Pirates. Um, I was in on uh, Vlad um, and uh, Trevor Rogers got a lot of shares of him, um, you know, nice. as uh, uh, in the twenties and the late twenties before uh, I think the last draft I did, um, I think it was the main event qualifier was the last draft I did. And I, he was all the way up to like round 15 by that point. So wow, uh, like, damn. So yeah. but, uh, my strength as a drafter has always been pitching. I, I don't, just I don't know what it is, but um, you know, it's, it's always just been pitching. So, uh, you know, guys like Savale, Stroman, Alcantara, um, you know, those were a lot of the targets who have performed well for me this year. Um, really targeted that middle tier uh, or you know the mid rounds, rounds ten to fifteen, um, was kind of where I was targeting. Or Petey, you know, Christian Javier, those types of guys. That's good um, that that's good that you've identified, you know, like what you do well. Uh, it's just it's something to be conscious of for sure, you know. Yeah. Um hitting, I just I I you know, I've I've struggled with hitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, every year it seems to be an issue. It's just uh, you know, this year um in my early drafts, it was a mistake of I would wait too long on steals, and then I was more conscious of it as draft season went on and grabbed a few Mondesi shares. So um, you know, I was, I was thrilled with the, the team where I went, uh, you know, Betts Mondesi and, you know, those have been, you know, I don't know what's yeah. going on that's, uh, this year he's gotta be hurt or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's, th- this isn't him, even in his down years, he, he, he hasn't been, you know, he, he looked different on the field too. You know, I just remember, you know, you just remember the playoff run last year too, and him making catches and just being so fired up. There's a couple of balls that like recently he didn't get to. He just looks, he doesn't look like himself out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So a few shares of him, a few shares of Mondesi. Um, uh, Strasburg was a target for some reason. I'm not sure why I keep going back to that well. Um, Alec Baum was somebody who I was, who I was, 
pretty high on going into the season and has, he's been pretty disappointing, but um, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause you know, as I was starting my draft prep this year, um, you know, everyone was talking about pocket aces. Right. And, you know, I always felt like I was doing that years ago before it like became a trend. Right. And I'm pretty stubborn with like, with like draft trends. Like if I see draft trends, I'm always kind of like, I just, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I don't want to kind of go against the grain a little bit. So, um, you know, now that pocket aces kind of like blew up this year, I was like, "Eh, I'll just wait, you know, I'm pitching and, you know, those are the leagues I'm performing poorly in. I was like, so that was kind of a mistake, but, um, you know, even still, you know, you know, my pitching has been, you know, better than, better than my hitting overall. Um, but, uh, I'm kind yeah. of like the opposite, like you, Ryan, like when, when people say you can't win doing something, I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm good. And, and that was the thing, like it was, it was a lot of draft champion draft that I did. And, um, I mean, I only did five overall, but like, you know, everyone was like, well, I know what you're doing. I'm like, all right, good. So if you're worrying about me so much, you know, take time away from you. That's cool. Like that, that, that's great. Like I want to be that guy. If you, if you think you can stump me and, 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 and like gain an edge because you know, my strategy, you're already thinking less about your strategy. And that's, that's cool with me. Go for it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I waited. So yeah, back to hitting, I, I waited too long for speed. I, I was stuck with, you know, Leody Tavares in round 12. Oh, and Leody, a few leagues. I know. Oh, it's just because I was like, oh shit, I don't have like any steals. So um, yeah, it's been kind of a, a disappointing year overall. Um, I don't really think <laughs> um, aside from pitching, you know, identifying the late round guys like Rogers and Kikuchi, Brubaker, you know, Mike Miner, Steven Matz. Yep. You know, those were all guys I was, I was all over in draft season, but you know, the hitting's gotta be there too. There's five other roto categories that you gotta get. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're damn right about that. It's five other categories. I, I did like, um, in, in my second main event, I was, I was like, um, I tried something not like a little bit, out of the norm of what I normally do with stolen bases. And I think it made a big difference. I like, I, I kind of like shorted myself a little bit on power this way, but I still like can make moves, I think in power. Um, but I just really conscious to make sure that most of my picks um, on offense were going to get me like even three to five, you know, like if they were projected yeah. for three to five steals or whatever, I just tried to make sure every pick had a little bit of that in it, you know, and I think it helped like, um, you know, like I said, I'm doing, it, it, it pulled back my power a little bit, um, but um, I feel like you can fab for that a lot easier than, you know, stolen bases, especially the yeah, guys absolutely. who you're going to get on fab and stolen bases are just risky, you know? It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually remember hearing that on your podcast a long time during draft season was just, you know, pick up guys that are, you know, that'll get you a couple steals, you know, so. Yeah, like, like, you you know, right. Yeah. I remember that from your podcast. (laughs) Because even like, you know, I was like, you know, down in the picks, you know, 300 and you're like, all right, this is Robbie Grossman time. Like, I, you know, I kind of thought he was going to lead off um, all year and, and all off season. Like he definitely, you know, they gave him money, I think, to lead off. And and I think he's going to get his play appearance. I'm like, if you get me seven to ten thorn bases, you know, that's great. And now he think he has that already. But I know yeah. they moved them down the order last night for the first time all year to three. So let's see how that changes um, anything going forward. But, yeah, it's just uh, – it, it's it, – 
it's good when you have a lot of got, like shares of one player who is doing really well. And uh, I think, you know, Phil, Phil was really um, helpful in that. I and mean, just like reminding uh, me in the podcast, uh, you know, like to make sure. Diversify, yeah. Yeah. Diversify. Yeah. And just not even up top everywhere. You know, like I think a lot of people will say, you know, I'll, I'll diversify up top, but you know, you can have it like, you know, Yuli Gurriel, I, I waited for first base for him all the time, but you know what, if he didn't, if he's not doing well right now, I, I, I would have been screwed, you know? Um, but yeah. it was just a, ch- a chance I took to get him like in every single week I could, you know, it just mm-hmm. happened to fall that way. It was like, all right, I'm waiting for Yuli, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. The draft I'm, I'm actually most disappointed in, which is funny because, um, uh, I, did, I do an online championship with a partner every year. His name's uh, Christopher Hahn. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's uh, cashed in the overall several times. Uh, just super smart guy. Uh, he's, he's like the strength uh, um, that he provides me is like, he's in the statistical, like the data, like, you know, he, he like counteracts my like lack of that. Right. So, right. Uh, so we were talking like about, our, our, how we were going to approach our online championship draft. And we're like, what's the ideal start? Like, like, you know, and obviously you, you can't like go into a draft. You have to be flexible, right? Like we understand that. Like you can't go in thinking, oh, this is how the first five, 10 rounds are going to go. Like you can have an outline, a plan, you know, but I was like, oh, man, I would just love it. If like we started the draft with like Jose Ramirez and Trevor story. And mm-hmm. so like well what are the odds of that it was just like he did the math and it was like something like i don't know i can't remember the percentage but it was single digits or something like that and of course in our draft it came to fruition i was like i was like so fucking pumped up about this <laughs> dude like and then we got vlad in the third round so Ooh, like wow so i'm like this is amazing like we're gonna like win the overall and you know of course trevor stories you know and he's picked it up in the past week or so but like it's been pretty uh, disappointing first couple months for him. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> one of these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a humble reminder that, you know, even when you think you got it all like lined up in your brain, it's just, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. It's just, yeah. it seems like if you're right half the time and it's, you know, in fantasy Fortune, that's pretty good you know you got on the mm-hmm. it's a good it's, it's a good way to constantly remind yourself that there's still work to do you know and you're never going to get it all right um kind of hope you do you know you kind of think you're going to do it but yeah the online championship was like it's um so like my home league to 12 team leagues um but I love the 15 team, you know, I love deeper leagues. I have one dynasty league as 20 teams that I inherited a team this year. And I'm, you know, um, totally rebuilding. So it's different, but you know, I, I like that depth um, of, of player pool. That's why I love the draft champions. Um, and so I didn't want to like, like, um, uh, like go back and forth from 12s and 15s during draft season. So what happened was I really, I didn't sign up for any OCs at first. And then I was originally signed up for a main event on the last night of draft season. But then I moved it to like um, a Saturday, the Saturday before that. Um, and so I had that night open, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'll sign up for an online championship, you know. And um, that's it. I just did one um online championship it's like maybe it's just a thing that with me like i do like a single bullet league like last year draft champions let me just do one draft 
champion you know and um (laughs) it's so crazy like maybe this is the thing that i have to do but you know i it it was like the first one uh you know i didn't go pocket aces in every single week um again i I like to diversify i like to there was some bats i wanted to grab you know and have some shares of and i just try different builds and this team and my draft uh in the um in the online championship i i had a seven pick and i went trey turner and then when it came back i went um Aranola. Um, I, I wanted to do Bryce Harper, but I had him in several leagues and I was like, okay, you know, I can, let me get my pitcher here. Um, and then Luis Robert and, you know, he's, he's been out, but I think what really helped me was um, like in the middle rounds, like in three straight rounds, it took Musgrove, Gausman and Pablo Lopez, you know, and it's just been huge. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Being able to nail those picks right there and, you know, and then that's that's why people will say, oh, well, that's why you don't have to go pocket aces. But it doesn't mean you're going to get those type of guys all the time in the middle of that yeah. draft, you know. So um, but that's, you know, that the 12 was definitely interesting. Um, next year, I definitely have to uh, make it a case to do more. But it, again, this is comes down to that last part of the draft. Like my last five rounds was Kikuchi, Yavaldi, kind of Alefa, Yuli. Uh, Brian Reynolds, and then I had I took Wanda, but I dropped him in the second. Humble brag over there. <laughs> I took Wanda, but I dropped him. Like now oh, I'm kind of oh, like, yeah. I just you know what I I had I had holes and I needed to fill it, and I was like, you know what I it, it started to become like a thing in my head, like, well, when is he really going to come up? You know, and um, you know, it's I, tough to I hold him in the twelves. Yeah, it is. It is. It, you know, it turned into. It turned into Robbie Grossman, so um, I'm not upset. That works. That worked <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. The online championships are um, like, I really kind of dove deep on like my historical like results with the NFBC. Um, and I've performed like, I've done way more DCs, but I performed way better in online championships. So I think next year I'm, I'm probably going to do a couple of DCs still, maybe two or three instead of four or five that I normally do and focus more on the, the online championship as I've just historically done better in those leagues. So yeah, you got to follow that for sure. Like, and uh, it, it's just that difference of like um, fabbing, you know, and um, knowing since, I mean, every time I go to the, like the fab page, I'm like, why is this guy on the wire? You know, why is this guy on the wire? You, yeah. you got to get it out of your 15 team brain. And it's like, right. and it's a totally different, like, um, uh, you know, comparison of players when you're looking to fab and in draft it's just uh it's way different than the 15 team leagues but um yeah i'm i'm gonna do more of it next year too i i thoroughly enjoyed it when the draft was done and and i saw my team and how much you know it looks better you know than the 15 you're like yeah oh this is fun you know like this is fun i gotta do more of these you know next year for sure i don't think i've drafted a single online championship team where i didn't feel like i was stacked coming out of it you know (laughs) right even though you know it hasn't been that way. It hasn't, you know. So you mentioned some. Uh, you mentioned some flaws um, in your fantasy game, and it was something that you wanted to talk about. Is there anything um, that you feel like you know you definitely uh, need to get better at to become a better fantasy player? The one thing I, I want to the the one thing that I feel like I don't do enough, and I think I Toby mentioned this in his off season pod was um, that you know sometimes I fail to look at my own team enough like constantly looking at that fab and constantly trying to improve but never yeah. really looking at your own team and and doing a thorough you know review so now i'm like making it uh a, a, you know making it and like a 
a priority to just look at like last 14, you know, so I, I, I have like a little export um, page from, from fan graphs, you know, what I'm just downloading the, you know, the metrics that I want to definitely try to see if there's any player improvement or player drag and just making sure I'm looking at that, like every fab period, like just taking a look back and see what my own players are doing. Cause it's, you know, like I, for example, like Nick, Nick Solak, right. You know, we got off to a great start and it's just yep. like, Oh, automatic start. And then it's like one week I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> this guy hasn't done shit recently. Like, yeah. you know, and it's just, I feel like you can really, you know, just fall asleep when you just get on that. Like, especially if you're not a league, you know, and you get into that autopilot, like, Oh, it's got to start. It's got to start, you know? And, um, though so I, I feel like, um, already I've, you know, just by identifying that and like, uh, you know, just trying to get better that way because I last year I for sure fell asleep in that area a couple times. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, I have a lot of a lot of flaws in my fantasy game, um, and the, and the reason I kind of actually brought that up to you when we were DMing back and forth was this week um, I, I kind of made an error with my fab because I had lost Brigman. Um, I was like, oh, Brandon Belt's available. Um, pick him up but I dropped my uh backup middle infielder I think I had like I can't remember I think it was Enrique Hernandez or somebody I forget who it was um obviously somebody not good because I can't remember who it was (laughs) (laughs) but um in doing that like um I'm stuck with Mondesi in my middle infield all week because I don't have somebody I can slot in on the weekend so I was just like man like you know pay attention you idiot <laughs> you know <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing like and right. this is of course my my most competitive online championship where i'm like i need those stats right so right um obviously you know every fantasy player makes mistakes it's about like minimizing your your mistakes and um i could definitely do a, a better better job of that but um what i'm really lacking in my game right now is is the lack of kind of statistical tracking like you were just talking about last 14 you know looking at that and um making sure um you know what my team's producing is aligned with you know the targets for the season you know the 80 percent um you always talk about like you know i get all we were talking before uh we started recording just you know the data just is is so overwhelming right like i just get like these massive subsets of data and i'm just like uh, i just kind of get you know uh paralyzed by just looking at it and um being more in tune with that statistical tracking i think will 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 take my teams to the next level and being able to, you know, especially compete in the main event. I don't, I don't want to, you know, my first uh, foray into the main event to just be a shit show. You know, I, I want to, <laughs> I would like to be competitive. So, um, yeah. so that's where I think uh, I'm going to dedicate a lot of time this off season to, to, you know, getting spreadsheets together, get some templates together so I can, you know, just plug the numbers in easily and go from there. I have a little, uh, I have a little post-it right here that's on my wall. <laughs> yep. And it's kiss. Just sometimes I just got to remind myself, like, keep it simple, stupid. Like, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I feel that anxiety, you know? And there's some days where, you know, I think we talked about the last two days just wasn't really feeling life uh, in general. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, it's like, 
and some days when I just like wake up and like, oh, I I gotta read Motorway articles, I gotta read Baseball HQ, like, and um, and it's almost like it's it's funny, but it reminds me of when I used to, um, I used to manage a gym in my early twenties, and I was a personal trainer, and it's like when I was in that 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 gotta work out every day mode, and you missed a day, and you it like it wasn't healthy in your brain. And um, I remember like getting over that, like that was a big thing, like getting over missing a day. It's like, okay. It's like, it's okay. You know? And um, I don't know if you, do you know um, Gary Vaynerchuk or do you follow him at all? Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love, I love Gary V. He's like, there's some things just like his, his quick, like eight, 10 minute podcast just like can really be like, oh shit, you know what? I got to start doing this. And the one thing that he said, it really blew my mind and, someone asked him like you know you know it seems like you never take a day off like and he's like I have a special power in this when I turn it off I have an ability not to judge myself and he goes and in the and and in those moments you can truly be in the moment and learn peace and I was like holy shit that's fucking true because that's Mm -hmm. it because when I'm like if I have family over and I'm just like I gotta go too fat or you know or whatever like that's not healthy you know, that's just not. Yeah. And so um, that's something I've really been trying to do. Like, just say, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> it's like just constant reminders. Like, it's okay. Like, it, you don't have to see everything. And I think that um, as as much as I want to consume and as, as much as I do give my brain a ton to consume, there's times where I just like, all right, you know, just going to, I think, um, I don't know, did you read that, um, that that article that Vlad Sedler just wrote, which was pretty pretty awesome. No, I didn't. I'm not a I'm not a fancy guru. I think it's fancy guru, right? Fancy guru. For, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a subscriber, but um, I'm I I've seen all the the feedback on it, so I'm I'm likely going to subscribe just to read that article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in, even even if you know just for uh, Vlad's uh, you know articles, he's just really really smart player. Um, but. Yeah, he, you know, he, he mentioned like the one thing is like, you know, he's like, I, I have to find like the ability to be present. And he mentioned like going outside when he's walking his dog, not to scroll and look at the scores, you know, because that's when his dog like happened to eat shit, you know, or yeah. something <laughs> right. he can't, you know, and, and yeah. it's so true because I always talk about this with my wife when um before we had a house and we had a condo and we walk our dogs and, um you know, she when she was distracted, you know, they took advantage, you know, same thing with me. Like I, it came to my senses, like, you know, Oh shit. Like put down your phone. Like that's why they're eating gum off the floor. That's why they're, they're chewing a cigarette butt that they found or whatever, you know, like, because they know you're not paying attention, you know? And it's just like those moments where you just gotta be like, all right, you know, just be present. And I think that's the biggest thing, just be present in the moment, but just really trying to keep it simple. I guess I keep it simple, as simple as I can. (laughs) Yeah. There, I mean, there's so much content out there, like, you know, and there's so much good, like fantastic content out there too. Like really, right. really content and your, and your time is valuable, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you have three kids and, um, you know, yes, yesterday was one of those moments where it was like, um, you know, I had some, some closer grid updates I had to make and my son wanted to go, we have a bowling pass for the summer for him, uh, down the street. So, um, all right, let's break away. Let's go bowling. You know, my time's on you now. You know, nice. try not to look at the news yeah. or go through Twitter as we're bowling, you know, type thing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, time is valuable. We have one life to live. Right. You know, 100%, man. Did you, um, how old did you start on that 
that that goes bowling with you? He's thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. So he he's past the bumper. Uh, the the bumper's yeah. coming out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bowling is fun, man. My my dad bowled like when Granny was alive. He was uh he was a big time bowler. He bowled for like his company and you know my mom's had all these like you know uh like you know charts and like of course like you know you. It's like where me and my brothers get our brains from, our mathematical, like, need to, you know, track data, you know. Yeah. Um, and my mom saved everything on my dad, which is awesome because I get to look at it because um, I didn't spend that much time with him. And, um, you know, she has, like, logs of his game scores, you know. And I'm like, this is fucking great. Like, I can't believe she has this. And it's a series, like, like man, all these, like, you know, like, 200. I'm like, dude. And then my my brother Mike bowled a little bit in high school and, um always like every time I went it was just one of those sports though that I, I, I get and and I and I don't know if it's just because it's just me you know like in team sports you know you make a mistake and another person makes a mistake it's like okay you know but when it's just yourself like I used to get so frustrated so my oh, biggest yeah. flaw in bowling is not like I'm a huge nine nine guy on the first roll and i can never get the single you know <laughs> i can never get the single pin spare like i just can't like it sucks <laughs> i can get the seven pin spare not the 10 pin so i'm yeah. or, I'm right-handed so i can never get the 10 pin right it's so oh my god it's so frustrating because i'm consistently like just a nine 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 it's like shit like what do i yeah. gotta do to get like i'd rather just get like five and just like not have to deal with oh we oh my god just seeing a whole thing of nines like not cool you know? i played in a league um this is probably uh at least well it was probably 2005 ish um before i started my job well my job at the time was was playing poker online before they banned it in the united states but i was in a it was in a bowling league then and um my average was like 195 and then yesterday like my, my first game was like 115 <laughs> i was like yeah and you would where, where the hell did my skill go like I'm yeah, just, yeah. Now, 195 is nice man that's good that's that's really good i was never even close you, to that you talk about saving all. the sheets though but i did the same of your dad's like I, I did the same thing in the league you know just so i can go back and you know it's, it's cool to like to have that nostalgia right like we're i love it about, i love know, it yeah. Playing the fake basketball with the with the, the the brown paper bag and stuff and foil—it's just fun, yep. to, fun to look at that and reminisce. I just bust open uh, like I have like um, five different boxes of Stratomatic. Is uh, it was one thing that me and my brothers and my dad always played, um, and uh, just like always played Stratomatic. And I busted open one of uh, the boxes. It was like I think nineteen eighty or 87 and um there was like a like a vanilla folder in there you know although the old school ones with like the two red things and you loop the you know the rope to tie it and it's uh yeah and um man we had like full seven game series in there you know like it was just looking at it, it was so cool it was like how i learned everything you know how i learned to keep score yeah. um so yeah that stuff never gets old and just to see like so, the lineups they used to make you know with teams so crazy like it's wild is because like yeah is stratomatic like um is that a dice do you is that kind of yes. like um because i used to play a game called uh mlb showdown it was like they had cards and with player cards it was almost like you're collecting baseball cards but they had like stats on them where like if you rolled like a one to four it'd be a strikeout like a 
12 would be a single 13 plus would be a double type thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had binders, like, like we did like a draft and like, we would have like different teams and like, we would come up with our team names. Like I had binders of uh, like uh, baseball, you know, score sheets of just simulating our MLB showdown games. It was, it was so fun. Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's basically that. Yeah. It was two dice. Um, yeah. to die whatever uh, still don't know how to say that correctly but it uh yeah it did that one comp like one number was the column and then there was another number that represented your uh like there was one through 15 on each column and um in the front the like the the simple version was just the front and it was three columns but in the back you flip the back if you flip the card there was split. It was verse lefty and verse righty. And that's when oh, okay. recently when I started playing um, like five, six years ago, again, I was like, man, I can't believe we used to use the front. Like, you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, got to use the back now. I got to do these like lefty righty. And right. um, it's pretty <laughs> cool because like, it was always like a guy maybe who caught only like 90 at bats and, but had a, like a, you know, six string of games and his card was just like, not fair. And my brothers yeah. would like be like, this guy's not that good. And they would like cross out some of the, you know, like the home runs, like this guy's not that good. He can't keep hitting home runs. I'm like, don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like one That's thing fun. we used to do. Like we didn't buy every year. Um, so we would just like manually change the player card, you know? So that was yeah. one of the cool things I was just looking at. Some of the, uh, like, I think the one year we had was like 92 or 93. Um, and it was just like looking at the guys we crossed out to make the new guys, you know, like the old veterans. And it's like, oh man, look who, you know, we made David Justice like Ken Durbeck or, you know, like some strange stuff like that. And you're like, this, uh, I miss those days though. Like, that's know, awesome. Yeah. It's just stuff that just really built uh, who I am now, you know, for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, I wanted to touch on a couple of uh, items that um, going on right now. Uh, I don't know if you saw last night Craig Kimbrell um, through the Chicago Cubs uh, combined no hitter. Didn't know it was a no hitter. And yeah, I just want to cool. know your thoughts on that because like to me, it's like, where are you if you don't know <laughs> that it's a no hitter? Yeah, it, well, I think... Uh... I think Zach Davies was, was the starter. And I think he like walked like five. So, I mean, it's not as impressive. Right. But I mean, the Cubs bullpen has been incredible this year. Incredible, like right, they've been so good. Um, so yeah, it was cool to see them and especially against the Dodgers too. I mean, it's not, I mean, no slouches. Right. Um, so I wonder um, what they're going to do. You think they're going to keep trying to play out and be competitive? I mean, cause they could, I'm sure they can get some good returns for, for Kimball if they, if they wanted to, but they're like, you know, they're nine games above 500 and, uh, you know, I think they're going to, yeah, I guess they're going to play. I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you they're like, play for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're going to play for it. It's going to, it's so funny because, you know, the, in a, in a preseason, it was just talked of like them just, all right, let's blow up the team. And, uh, but yeah, they're, they're right in the thick of it. But like you said, those, um, the bullpen has been really solid. Like uh, Chafin, right? Is that how you say his last name? Chafin, Chafin, and the pair. Yeah, they've been Chafin, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been they've been outstanding. Like uh, just just another like good example to of, of like really making sure you're paying attention. It's like um, you know I play in a couple of hold leagues, and without those leagues, there's some of these guys I don't you know I won't 
come across if you're scouting for save, you know, because you're like, Kimball's not coming out, you know, but then in my soul yeah. leagues, like I'm looking at like Tathan, like I think has 20 saves and hold or something like that. It was really a crazy number. And without those leagues, sometimes I, I, I drop the ball on these like outstanding middle relievers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's leading the big leagues and in, in holds actually. Um, but uh, yeah, Kimbrough's been phenomenal this year. It's, it's good to see him turn back the clock. Um, yeah, definitely. He was, he was one of the draft targets. I actually drafted like, um, I think I have like three shares, which for me is, is, is a lot, but I was like, oh man, I got too much of him. Like, and now I'm like, oh, thank God. I yeah. Yeah. Have that, have those shares. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, I, I didn't, I didn't go to him at all this year. He's a long guy that I, I wish I had at least one share of. Um, it's into a bullpen, uh, you know, diving into bullpens. Um, one recent call up by the Texas Rangers, they called up uh, Joe Barlow, who happened to be their closer in AAA. And yep. I know um, everyone's expecting Kennedy to be on the move. Um, and I recently just saw that um, Joey Rodriguez is actually um, going to be a free agent as well. Um, so what do you think? You think they might move them both or maybe keep Rodriguez? I think Rodriguez is a free agent in 2023, but, and he's like, yeah, they have a team, type. team option. A yeah, team option. Year. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, what, what route do you think they're going to go? You think they're going to hold on to both or trade both? No, I think it makes sense to actually trade Kennedy for sure. Um, you know, Rodriguez is a lefty, so which is going to be pretty highly sought after, you know, even though his performance hasn't been great this year, um, I could see them definitely moving on, uh, from both of them. Um, and so DeMarcus Evans was, you know, a big target of mine, you know, trade deadlines coming up next month. Um, you know, when he was recently up, but, um, he just got sent back down after a couple bad outings, but, mm -hmm. uh, but Barlow, um, yeah, like you said, uh, he's been, he was a closer for triple uh, a round rock, um, seven saves and 17 appearances. Um, Looking at his history, though, he had, he had some problems with his uh, command. Uh, he had a lot of command issues before the season. Um, if you look at his uh, 2019 uh, stats, he walked 21 in 17 and a third um, in AAA. So um, we'll see if he can still, uh, um, you know, keep his walk rate down. That's that's really kind of the only concern I have with him. Uh, um, good K rate on the minors, but the command is really kind of something to monitor with Barlow. Right. Sport and spores, spores has been pretty good too, except for his one chance that he got at the save and uh, he didn't do so well in it. Um, but that's uh, you know, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be did a you, did you pick him up? Was he a was he a target of yours? No, no, yeah, he wasn't yeah. because at first I you know, uh, I think the week that um he would bid heavily on was like Kennedy was supposed to be back, I think like maybe that Wednesday or Thursday. So I was thinking, all right, well, you know. What am I going to take a chance on here? But um, yeah, yeah I, two games on Monday through Thursday that week too. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. correct, correct. See, you're on top of your stuff. You're worrying about it. It seems like you you got a good recollection of everything. It's that's one thing too that I can't like. I, I can't seem to uh, um, like. I don't know where my brain is with that, but like remembering recent things like that, like schedules, you know. I can't, I can't the only reason I remember that is because uh, I picked him up and uh, I think in my main event qualifier and it was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to start him because I'm trying to catch up in saves and realized he only had two two games before uh, that week, that Monday through Thursday. I was like, eh, I guess maybe I won't start him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that main event like, qualifier, you win your league and you get into the main? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. in eighth right now, but um, 
I think I have, I, I have some work to do. Um, but uh, yeah, not too far back. So that's cool. Yeah. So you get two, two entries in it. That's your goal. Like that'd yeah. be pretty sweet. Yeah. Then you're going to really have to uh, root out some possible other leagues. Like you said, <laughs> Cause you, yeah. you, you're definitely going to be devoting a bunch of time to that. And like, uh, you know, and it's funny too, because um, I always talk to people like, you know, how are you prioritizing your teams? You know, like, do you spend more time on the teams that need to do better or are you spending more time on the teams that are already are really good, but you want to make even better, like, and make runs yeah. overalls, you know? And it's funny because I think I'm more of like looking at the teams that are really doing well, you know, and, and trying to get even better. That's how I am. Yeah. Same, yeah. same way. Yeah. 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 Cause like I'm a DC or well, a DC in 11th place. And I just kind of just check the roster and I'm just like, you know, the, the overall, <laughs> like, no shot. I'm just like, all right, whatever, you know, but yeah, my more focus is on the teams that are doing well and it probably should be the opposite. I mean, well, I guess you should pay just as much attention to the teams that are doing poorly as the ones that are doing well to try to gain some ground. I think so. Put in the work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd say um, another thing I wanted to bring up was the Cincinnati bullpen. Um, So Sims goes on the, on the IL looks like he's going to be there for at least a month or saying, um, you know, I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of talks about, you know, how, how the, the pitching coach was basically, you know, the same guy from the Brewers when they had, you know, 15 clo- uh, safe from three different guys. And maybe that's the route that they take. But um, do you think Anton like possibly get the chance to go with it? Do you think Garrett slips back in? Who do you think Brad Brock is going to be the guy? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, I a think mess. they're going to split it between, yeah, it's going to be a mess like it has been <laughs> this whole year. Um, Anton will get his opportunity. I think Anton probably would have gotten the ninth yesterday if he didn't, uh, you have know, a bad eighth, he, right? Yeah, he had a bad eighth. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll probably split, um, they'll probably give Anton, you know, probably 50% of them. And then I think Brock and uh, Heath Henry will probably get the other ones. I don't think Garrett, um, his performance of late has been good. He has seven scoreless outings over his last eight appearances, but still walking a ton of batters. Um, yeah. Already given up eight home runs in 22 and a third, which is like 3.2 homers and not home runs per nine. Um, so I think, uh, you know, he'll probably get a shot against like lefty heavy parts of the order, but I don't think he'll get many chances just because of his performance this year. You know, and it's it's funny, too, because he was so dominant, like, at the end of last season, and I think he had a, a fantastic spring, and then, I don't know, he just went off the rails, so. Um, right. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. definitely interesting. Like you mentioned recently, he's been better uh, since, since uh, June 10th. You know, he's got two saves, two holds, and he's, he's, he's definitely, uh, like you said, that – that walk rate is just, uh, I mean, it's been better since uh, the 10th. It's only 5.6%. Um, and he's throwing more yeah. pitches in the zone, which is better. But, you know, I, it's like that whole attitude in the preseason killed me when he was like, I'm the closer, you know, like, I don't yeah. like that shit. It's, it, 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 it's kind of like um, how I think like Jared Kelnick, like he, he was so like, he was so loud about how he thought he should be up, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, we know you think you know you belong, but you know wait. That's it. It's just you. You yeah, have to just shut time. up. Yeah, you just wait your turn. You know, and it's, yeah, I don't you'll know, get your shot. Those, 
Yeah, yeah, you'll get your shot. And I think sometimes that attitude of of, of like, you know, I, I love confidence and I love like uh, some, some solid like trash talking, but I just thought that was like a little bit over the top when Garrett came out. Uh, but I do think that, you know, he's probably going to be in leagues that he's available. Um, he's probably going to be a pretty popular pickup again because, uh, you know, everyone's looking for saves. I'm actually, um, I'm going to make a T-shirt called uh, like – I. I'm like, I have all these ideas for like uh, fantasy t-shirts. I know RotoWare does a good job of making them, but uh, yeah. I feel like some of them aren't that specific. So um, I got, I got a whole bunch written down. And once I, uh, once I put it into fruition, I'm going to definitely start selling t-shirts, but one of them is, is, is called safe chasers, you know, and I'm just want to make like a, a cool picture of people chasing something that, resembles a save somehow <laughs> and yeah. you could, i feel like there's so many of us who but like a I, floppy disk like oh yeah yeah on, oh. your, on your shirt all right ryan you're gonna get a free sh- a free shirt for sure perfect uh, i'll wear it but i don't want to chase saves so i don't want to do that <laughs> that's perfect that's a great idea see look at this I like that joint effort, joint effort. Um, one last thing on the news front before we um, get into a little bit of the lineup pod for this weekend um, is uh, St. Louis Cardinals. They're off 17 of 23. Um, but Tommy Edmond said something really interesting <laughs> yesterday and talking about the preparation that they have uh, pregame with their upcoming pitchers and Sounds like they don't really game plan for like the pitcher at hand or like what he throws. And it seems like, cause he said they were going to start to implement it going forward. And I'm just wondering, you know, like why it's 2021, right? There's all this yeah. stuff available. <laughs> and you're telling me the Cardinals aren't doing this. I don't know. It was like a little bit, it was a little big nugget that he dropped, you know? Well, and it's surprising. I mean, the stats are easily accessible. Like fantasy baseball players are using them. Why aren't you? I are like, we are relying You're... on you to use these. Like, what right. the hell are you doing? This is like, your livelihood, right? The T. That's funny. That's that's funny you said that. We're relying on these stats that you're not relying on as a player. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting. Maybe we should. That should be a category. Like, that should be something on on fan graphs where you could look up. Like, does this player look at their O swings? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> and it's surprising because that's a you know somewhat veteran lineup. Yeah. Right? Like Molina, Yadier Molina, Goldschmidt, Arnado. I mean, what are they? They're just sitting, are they playing Xbox for the game? What are they doing? <laughs> you know, oh, man, um, I know. That's pretty wild. Pretty yeah, crazy. I, I, when you, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that story until you sent it over. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what are you under the, you're getting paid a lot of money. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's just, it was something that, like you said, it's like, I, I understand how they're not using it when it's so accessible and uh, so many things are revolving around analytics and um, it was pretty pretty shocking that he admitted that for sure but um yeah oh cool man Ryan um I know for anyone listening to this podcast uh there's going to be a dual podcast and me and Ryan will be covering a quick lineup uh advice tool that I do on the week and uh, Ryan can be joining me as we go through it so there'll be a separate pod but for this pod, Ryan, I just want to say thank you for joining me. Um, it was so awesome getting to talk to you about life and baseball. And uh, it was, it was uh, way, way more um, uh, than I was expecting. I was like, expecting that we were going to have a great conversation, but it was super, super awesome. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was great. I, uh, I really enjoyed talking, uh, you know, baseball and life with you as well. So happy to do it again anytime in the future. 100%. Uh, you want to let everyone know where they can find you on Twitter if they want to find you and ask you yep. some questions. 
Yeah, at Roto, uh, no, not at Roto, at Ryan Roof, R-U-F-E on Twitter. Um, my work is at RotoWire. Um, I manage the closer grid there and it's the occasional uh, article. And uh, you can use our Ask an Expert feature on Saturdays and I'll answer your fantasy questions. Awesome. Sweet, Ryan. Thank you so much, man. And uh, we'll definitely get on soon. We'll do like a postseason uh, recap of uh, our season to date and see what's going on from there. And then we'll do some uh, next year preseason pods. You know, we'll get a, uh, we'll get, um, I, I, I have, I have some things I'm working on that we're going to do this preseason. I think it's going to be really fun. So it's going to be oh, even more. I'm trying to, I'm tr- trying to, uh, really uh step up my um i know i brought a lot of heat to the pre pre-draft this year but next year uh, i have some stuff up my sleeve so we're gonna do it. It. yeah yeah sweet all right Brian, thank you so much man thanks Rob. appreciate it all righty folks thanks once again for tuning in to the pole hitter podcast um really appreciate all the listens and all the support of the show um like i said i want to shout out again to everyone who's taken the extra 17 to 130 seconds it takes to fill out a rating or a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, really much appreciative. Thanks about everyone. Um, hope these uh, podcasts are helping everybody and uh, become actionable. And hope everyone is having super success in their leagues. Wish everyone the best. Um, and yeah, remember you could be so many things in this world. You don't have to be a bag of shit. It's true.